Hello, dear friends. Here we are at Kardec Radio at 11 p.m., nourishing our souls with one more Immortal Messages. Immortal Messages is this program based on a book, Psychophonic Instructions, yes. And we are here with you in this beautiful opportunity to enjoy. Enjoy our togetherness, learning, learning, and learning especially from the higher minds. Today, we have a beautiful poem, a poem that is going to talk straight to the heart. Yes, straight to our hearts. Do you know, like in the picture I can show here to you, right here. This picture shows to us the beauty of this mediumistic meeting that was done at Chico Xavier's time, as you can see him in the picture. In this mediumistic meeting, there were beautiful souls who were working in teamwork. By the way, let's open up parentheses here. This is teamwork effort. Did you observe Chico Xavier was a super medium and yet he never worked alone. He always shared with us that he was working with Emmanuel, that he was surrounded by these other friends, Arnaldo Rocha and many others. So sometimes people think, oh, I can work all by myself. Yes, you can, but it's not gonna go fly too high. Mm -mm because we need a team. You don't need to belong to the team that people want. You need to belong to the team that you feel particularly driven to, okay? But once you do, embrace it. Did you know that Allan Kardec always worked, always. <clears throat> Allan Kardec always worked in teams. He published the Spirit's book in 1857, on April 18th, 1857. From there on, he kept doing the meetings. And on the next year, on January 1st, he begins the publishing of the Spiritist magazine. And in that year, he also begins the first Spiritist Society in the world. Kardec himself never worked alone, alone, never. He knew how to work in teams. He had to be tolerant. He had to be patient. So there was a day in which he gave a beautiful discourse, beautiful, and he worked. And you can read more about this in several books. But there is one that is named The Spiritist Journey, The Spiritist Trip. It was uh, published recently by the United States Spiritist Federation. And there he talks about three elements that are indispensable for the works of the good. He says, any spiritist center needs to have three elements. He wrote 
And, and I will do this for you here. Let me see if I can do it. Because if I can do it, it's much more visual. I just realized that we have this beautiful thing. So <clears throat> he shows to us that we have in any spiritist center, three elements. So first of all, he does here. It's like work. Okay. And this is number one, work. And then the second thing, oh, sorry, that he does is, okay, let's write it down. Solidarity. And then the third, what is the third one that he does? The third one is tolerance. He says, any spirit is center. And then he writes to us in spiritist. It's like basis for a spiritist group or center. Okay. So here we have Kardec, and this is just something for you and I to visualize, we need work, meaning be useful. We need solidarity, meaning we need to connect to each other, know each other's needs, support each other in being useful to those who are in greater need than all of us. And tolerance, why? Because you think one way, I think another way. For example, if I say, can you please pick up this pencil and throw in the trash? You may say, oh yeah, no problem. And then you come and you may throw it from where you are into the basket. That's your way of throwing into the trash, literally. And then what is my way? Maybe my way is picking it up, walking. Because if I were to throw, I wouldn't ask you to do it, right? I would go there and put it in the trash. <laughs> so if somebody picks up the pencil and throws it in the trash, and I am like outraged, I'm not helping. Because I need to understand, well, that's the way they do it. That doesn't mean we're gonna let it be this way, but I will understand. So understanding is foundational. We need to understand. Do you think Chico Xavier was understood all the time? No. Many people thought that he was overdoing it. Many people. Many people thought that Chico Xavier was overdoing it. You are working too much. You shouldn't do that much. It's already good enough, etc., etc. But look. Today, you and I are seated here because of his overdoing, which was not really. Because all the spirits say, more, more work. A restless service all day, every day. Remember, 
It's not like once a week, twice a week, all the time. If you're being invited to work, to be useful, go with the flow. You can't do it only when you're being paid. Because if you only do it when you're being paid, that has what we characterize as personal interest. And personal interest in the spirit book, when we talk about moral perfection, they say it's the worst thing you can cultivate is your personal interest. Because that drives us to selfishness and pride. So we need to constantly think the general good, the general good. Of course, during a day like this, we could spend the whole day in a spa. Yeah, maybe sometimes we need that if God allows. But if somebody calls you and says, I need to, uh, to talk. If you need to do some translation, to do some work of the good, resting and relaxing is not going to pay the spiritual bills. It's not. We have been doing this for the longest time. Just check the book 2,000 years ago. Check Fulvia. Check her out. She's always relaxing. She's taking baths. She's taking care of herself and drinking wine. And yeah, and the end of her life, misery. Her choices were poor daily. Publius Lentulus failed. Why did he fail? Because he was constantly concerned about himself. Why we're saying this? Because in our homes, we need to push everyone. Push in terms of invitation. Let's do the good. Let's do the good. Let's do the good. And if they say, it's too much good, I don't think so. Because there's never too much good. Never. How about if you join us? I don't want it. Okay, but I want it. I will. And if you don't do what you need because of other people in your life, you'll be co-responsible for their laziness because you're supposed to invite them to do the good. Not to impose, but to invite and to do what you need to do. But Vanessa, what about balance? Of course, we balance it out, but how much is the balance? How much? How much? Sometimes, my daughter Virginia, she watches cartoons and she says, mommy, I want you to watch it with me. And I say, okay, I'm gonna watch a little bit and then I'm gonna go upstairs because I need to do some recordings. I need to take care of some messages. I need to do this, that, and the other. Oh, mommy, I won't watch it without you. And say, look, you remember that there are many people who are suffering. We can't, we can't indulge in watching cartoons for hours without helping them out. 
And she says, yes, mommy. Imagine if I feel like, oh, my daughter needs me. Oh, my gosh. And I say, well, I don't have time to do the other things. We wouldn't be here. So you in your family group, you're the one. And I've seen stories of people who have stepped back and they are doing the good because of their spouses, because of their family members. But at the end of their lives, they regret it. You know why? Because now they are in the vortex of the misery of the spouse that they didn't help educate. Of the son and the daughter that they didn't share the good. Okay? So Kardec asks us to work in a team. Work, being useful, in solidarity, helping, supporting one another, and being tolerant. We're different, but we can't stop working. Working is number one. Talking about work, in a meeting with Chico Xavier on the night of February 3rd, 1955, we have the beauty of our dear Benedito Rodrigues de Abreu. He's more known as Rodrigues de Abreu. Who was he? He was a renowned Brazilian poet. Can you believe it? Yes, renowned several poets came through Chico Xavier to deliver the beautiful messages. And tonight we have a beautiful poem about water, holy water. Rodrigues de Abreu was born in the in a city, a small city, Capivari, in the state of Sao Paulo, in 1897. He died of tuberculosis in the city of Bauru in 1927. Years later, 28 liter, years later, he comes to deliver the message that you and I are going to enjoy. But pay attention. He's going to talk about holy water. You know what holy water is all about? According to the church, the Catholic church, the holy water is about the water that is blessed by a clergy person. Hmm? But we're going to see here a different type of holy water. You're curious about it. Water is so fantastic since ancient times. Since the times of Eastern wisdom, like in the Tao of Lao Tzu, he talks about water and he talks to us, inviting us to be like water, flexible. Think about water. It goes in any container and it stays there and goes around the obstacles. It flows. It's so magical. No wonder Jesus Christ talked about the living water. Is this the same water we're talking about? Yes, it is. 
or not. I don't know. You tell me. We're going to talk about it together. He comes during this night to talk about water. It's a poem that doesn't necessarily rhyme because even in Portuguese, it doesn't rhyme. Poetry not necessarily has to rhyme, but it's poetry. And he talks about holy water. Don't forget that this poem has remedies in it. It has therapeutic effects. Holy water. Let us remember the virtues, the virtues of holy water. Water from the rain that fertilizes the soil. Water from the sea that generates life. Water from the river that sustains the city. Water from the fountain that quenches thirst. Water from the dew that comforts dryness. Water from the waterfall that moves the turban. Water from the well that relieves the desert. Water from the bath that generates balance. Water from the sewer that ensures hygiene. Water from the lake that portrays the constellations. Water that carries medicine. Water that is caress, milk, sap, and bread. Nourishing humanity and nature. Water of sweat that feeds work. Water of tears that is purification and glory of the spirit. Holy water is the most docile daughter of tangible matter. Stretching the liquid arms to caress the world, the world. water that washes. Water that fertilizes, water that extends progress, flowing water, simple, like blood of the globe. Water that collects the emanations of the angels, that benefits all creatures. If pain knocks at your door, if affliction overpowers you. Bring the holy water to the clear vase, praying besides it, and the dew of on high in subtle granules will descend from the stars to exalt it, sublime beauty and humility and sipped for us. Holy water with us will be health and peace, joy and comfort. Miraculous balm of kindness and hope to impel us ahead in the divine journey from earth to heaven. Rodrigues Abreu. What is he saying? Poetry is so fascinating. I remember taking courses 
and professors teaching us about uh, analyzing poetry, understanding the style. Who was Rodrigues de Abreu? Rodrigues de Abreu was a symbolist, and symbolism is a, a way of writing a movement in literature that came from France and defined a way, the romantic way of writing. So in this poetry, you can still see his, his way of feeling life, but now much broader. You can look at Rodrigues de Abreu's poem tonight with a new invitation to you. Look at your body. Your body is at least 75% water. Our planet is mostly water. But is this water blessed? Is the water of your body blessed or not? What do you think? Is it or is it not? Because sometimes we think a, a, a bottle of water and we drink it without noticing. And then we go to a spirit descent. We bring a bottle of water, put it there, and it becomes holy water. It's blessed. It's like spiritually magnetized water. We go home and say, oh, this is different from that one. Because one is prayed on and the other is not. Oh, is that what it is? He, in this poem, is demythifying it. Why? Because he's saying, it's up to your intention. Because it's, God is constantly blessing us. So I can tell that the water in my body is blessed. Is the water in your body blessed? Is the water in the planet blessed? Of all the oceans, all the rivers, all the waterfalls, are those waters blessed? By God, yes. But are we humans blessing them? Should you step forward in blessing your water every day? the water of your physical body. He, there is a moment here that he talks about. He says that that is a water, holy water with us and sipped for us. Holy water with us will be health and peace, joy and comfort, miraculous bound of kindness and hope to impel us ahead in the divine journey from earth to heaven. He's telling us that here is a technique for us. If every day I pray, thinking of all the water that is in my body, as if it's spiritually magnetized, every single operation of the body is going to help in a different disposition. This poem reminds me of Masaru Emoto. Masaru Emoto is this Japanese researcher 
or discarnated. Here is your goal. And I remain, I remember meeting him in person in 2006. And I was with my friend, Abby Sher, and another friend from Baltimore, Abby Sher from Maryland. We were there in Paula Schmidt as well. And I remember there were like around 600 people watching his talk. He had a translator because he's Japanese. He could speak English, but he understood that he better find somebody to help. He was speaking Japanese and the woman was translating. And I remember being deeply moved and I looked at him in the eyes and I said, this man belongs to the Christ teachings. He was talking about how important it is for us to learn how to bless the water that we drink, the water of your body, the water of the oceans, because they change their configuration. And this is exactly what spiritism says. Our configurations change vibratorily and they will be imprinted in the physical. So important that tonight in true synchronicity with Alan Kardec in the book Genesis, Masaru Emoto comes Rodriguez de Abreu teaching you and I that we need to understand that water Water, he says, is the most docile daughter of tangible matter. This is deep, quite scientific. The most docile daughter of tangible matter, stretching the liquid arms to caress the world. Keep that in mind. <clears throat> Even the water of our sweat, of our tears, they have functions. And they are liquid arms that caress the world. So next time you're drinking water, and I'll do it on purpose. I'm a little thirsty, but I'll do it on purpose. So we don't forget, drink it. Liquid arms caressing the world. Our microscopic world. Imagine this water washing the esophagus, our throat, our esophagus, being, bringing renewing energies to the stomach, to the whole digestive system, and then distributing throughout the bloodstream and coming to our brain. So next time we deal with water, let us feel this invitation. Liquid arms that will be caressing our world. And when we use water to water a plant, we have a beautiful plant. Of course, this one is not necessarily a lavender, true lavender. We water it, liquid arms caressing the flowers. 
And we are going to be blessing this water, making it holy. Why did God make us mostly water in this planet? Water gives life to everything. So much so that all the people who are researching life beyond Earth, they say, if there is water, there is life. Water, life. Water that washes, water that fertilizes, water that extends, pro extends progress, water that flows simply in his blood, the blood of the globe. And then there's this particular thing he says. When we, in prayers, connect with the angels. He uses the word angels. Water that collects the emanations of the angels for the benefit of creatures. And he says, if pain knocks at your door, if affliction overpowers you, bring holy water to the clear and clean base, praying besides it. And the dew of on high in subtle granules will descend from the stars to exalt its sublime beauty and humility. And when we sip it, it will be health and peace. He's talking about the spiritually magnetized water. And you think it's something of our imagination? No. So in the next 24 hours, we're going to be invited to do this exercise. Every time you drink water in the next 24 hours, and hopefully for the rest of your life, hold it with intention and bless it. Bless and open yourself to receive this emanation from the angels. As he says, the granules, subtle granules that will descend from the stars. And when we sip it, he says, health, peace, joy, and comfort. Miraculous balm of kindness and hope to impel us ahead in the divine journey from earth to heaven. Do you think this spirit is coming just to delight our ears with his poetic words? This is writing for the good. This is when these minds of the beyond come in pure beauty using art to educate us. Poetically, he's teaching you and I to pray before we drink some water. And it's not only about health, it's about health and peace, joy and comfort, miraculous balm of kindness and hope. So you're there and settled. Pray, oh God, I'm not feeling well. Pray, drink. Drink the water, not alcohol, because alcohol is the opposite effect. Drink water. Drink water from the fountain, from whatever you want to drink. Drink water. Water and this water 
is going to bring us the holy water, the spiritually magnetized water. Just this part of the text teaches us about the mechanisms, like Masara Moro. You say love, 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 love. You write a label written love. And later he researched on it and saw the imprinting and how everything becomes so harmonious and the reverse is true. So are we blessing this water of the body are we blessing the water we drink before we drink it? Are we praying and allowing the emanations from the angels, the subtle granules that come from the stars to imprint in it a new configuration? This is our invitation to you in the next 24 hours. Drink the holy water. But now you know how to make it happen, right? You know, and I know. And now that we know, what are we going to do? Pray. Take your glass of water, shall we? Yes. Can you do it? Can you go get your glass of water or bottle of water? Go pick it up. Because we're going to pray, asking that the good spirits help us create this opportunity of learning how to do it on our own. The holy water. This is the holy water. Yes, when we bring it to the center, it works. But we need to learn it on our own. Because your protecting spirits, they love it. Thank you, Carol. You got yours. Thank you. You and I can facilitate it. He says, if pain knocks at your door, if affliction overpowers you, don't run away. Don't pick up the phone and say, oh my gosh, I'm so afflicted. Pray. He says, bring holy water to the clean and clear vase. Well, if you don't have that meaning, a jar, bottle of water, glass of water, cup of water, the water, and pray beside it. And the dew upon high in subtle granules will come from the stars to exalt sublime beauty and humility and sipped this holy water with us will be health and peace, joy and comfort, miraculous bound of kindness and hope that will give us a boost to fulfill the journey ahead. I know we can go to the doctors. We can do everything. But we need to begin by blessing the water in our bodies. The water that we drink. The water that comes to our home. 
transform your lives. Are you ready for our prayer? Yes? Let's bless this water. Shall we? Not that we'll do it, but we'll facilitate the works of the good spirits. Let us go. One second. Let me just make sure that I have the whole system operating here. Think about water. Water, the most docile daughter of tangible matter. Stretching the liquid arms to caress the world. Our microscopic world, the micro, the oceans. Let us visualize the spirit architects of the earth. Who are in charge of it. The therapists of the beyond. Who are specialists in blessing the water. Breathe. Visualize your body, 75% water. Allow the toxins to flow out. Dear God, what a joy to receive this poetic lesson for us from Rodrigues de Abreu. Wherever he is, may he receive our gratitude. Gratitude to Chico Xavier and Emmanuel, Arnaldo Rocha, who helped us in compiling this information, immortalizing it. And with this music, we can feel the molecules of water inside of us, rejoicing in a dance of health, of peace, of comfort, of joy, renewing our strength, Please, God, may the water that we drink and that we shall drink from the faucet of our homes, from the bottles of water we buy, in any glass, in any cup, may it be holy because it comes from you. The most docile daughter of tangible matter, liquid arms, as Rodrigues de Abreu says, embracing and caressing the world. 
And now we visualize the waters of the oceans and the rivers. Receiving the subtle granules from the stars, the emanations from the angels, the archangels, creating renewed peace that may come to the homes of everyone and quench their thirst but mostly the thirst of love. May they seep that water and feel how much they are loved, protected, cared for by you. And we're learning to care as well. Thank you, God, for the beauty of this moment. That deeply changes us in understanding so we can bless our waters every day. Thank you for bringing spiritism to our lives. And these teachings that are always renewing ourselves. May the water of our tears wash away the pain and the sorrow of our loved ones, especially those who are in greater need than ourselves. Battling diseases, cruel diseases, and especially those who are sad and alone, may they find your healing love and renew themselves, and so be it. Thank you, friends, for joining us in this moment of prayer, in this moment of joy, in this moment of togetherness, we wish you lots of blessings, wherever you are. And hopefully we will come back tomorrow, God willing, here in another immortal message. Thank you. And may God bless us all. And may we stay together here at Kardec Radio, where we are always nourishing our souls. Thank you.